Psalms 113, verses 1 through 3. This will be our anchor text, but there will be plenty more of the Word of God to come. Man, it feels good to stand up behind this again. I enjoyed our series so thoroughly. I, I trust that it was beneficial to you. It helped me saturate again the and to bring clarity to the simplicity of the gospel so that I might not ever mistake it for anything else. That I might not mistake it for anything else in Christ alone. And I'm grateful for that fruit which is to come from that. But this morning's text, Psalms 113, beginning with verse 1, where you see King James. How many of y'all King Jimmy today? I, that's what I read out of. The Bible Paul preached out of. That's the one I preach out of. Um, <laughs> Psalms 113, where you see ye, if you take notes or write in your Bible, you can write me, or you praise you, the Lord. Praise the Lord. Those of you that are servants, praise the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. So Godward and toward people. Blessed be the name of the Lord from this time forth and forevermore. From the rising of the sun unto the going down of the same, the Lord's name is to be praised. So in the context of that verse, the rising of the sun, that's the rising of your sun. And the going down of the same in your life, you are commissioned, called, expected, and get to that in the sermon, to praise the Lord. David said, I will bless the Lord early in the morning will I bless him. As I see the sun breaking on the day, I will bless the Lord. And then as he grew and matured, he said, that's not enough. Three times a day will I bless the Lord. I will bless him in my early rising. I will bless him at noonday. I will praise him. I will vocally speak out of his goodness in the evening. That wasn't good enough. As he matured, he said, seven times a day will I praise the Lord. When I rise uh, in, in, in the morning and my feet hit the floor, I'm speaking to and about God's goodness. And then in the mid-morning hours and then at lunch and in the early afternoon and then at supper and then right before I go to bed. And if I can't sleep, I'll get up and walk the floor and bless the Lord. There will be a flow from my life and my mouth, my presence will shout the fame of the Son of God to him and to others. That wasn't good enough. And then he penned this text. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. You can stand for just a moment more. You'll appreciate sitting down. I'll get past this introduction. You used to play softball, didn't you? Could you hit one? How far? He said, oh yeah, oh yeah, how far? I remember being an athlete. That's, that's some, some sweet memories of mine. So Lance, I know I've got enough history with you. I don't have to give disclaimers. When you see a man, big boy, walk up, 6'4", six, 6'5", six, Billy Bob, Chuck, Bubba, and he got more gut hanging over the belt, you know, and he walks up and that bat, he's got the longest bat and it looks like chopsticks in his hand. I'm thinking... He's going to put out a windshield in the parking. I love it when it leaves the field. I don't like damage, but you know when you hear an alarm go off or something, and he just... But then the greatest disappointment is you see Billy Bob or Chuck get up there with the chopstick, 
and dribble one to the mound. And then he waddles to first and he's thrown out. And then they throw around the infield before he gets back to the thing. And I, I love to give visual illustrations because when you forget my insight, you'll remember this story. That's really why I do it. And I'm, I'm funny besides that. But uh, so big boy gets up there and you think with all this investment, Helped put quail's nest out of business years ago. All this barbecue. I'm serious. All this cornbread and honey and pie and buckets of chicken. See, y'all, some of y'all have never been around big folk, big men, big men. Y'all go to Crystal, you go number two, number three. They say, sack of crystals. Well, how many would you like? Many as you can put in a sack. Investment. You follow me? I'm thinking with all that investment... With all that weight, sorry, with all that girth, with all that you presented, you didn't bring nothing to home plate but noise. And some of us are so large with blessings and so quiet in our praise. We're like the disappointment. The man just dribbles it to the pitcher's mound, walks off the field, and somebody needs to tell him, you ought to be knocking the ball out of the park. Now, I'm going to hit it this morning. I'm, I got pre Listen, you ain't me, me just a little bit. I'll preach a fit up in this place this morning. I'll, I want to talk to you about the weight of your praise. And some of us, our embarrassment this morning ought to lead to repentance and a open river. I will bless the Enough of that. Next time I get up to the plate, next time I get opportunity in front of those people, I'm going to knock the ball out of the park. So Father, I just pray this morning that you would anoint my words. Lord, I humble myself before you. You know I can't help anyone with anything outside of your spirit. So quicken me today to speak the word of God with power and clarity let it find the deepest part of our soul that we can be changed. We don't need more information, Lord. We need transformation. Let it happen in our heart. In Jesus' name, amen. This is one of those messages men are going to get in the car today and go, I like today. Because this is a softball illustration. I want them at softball. Just, I like this morning sermon. If the Lord allows... Um, over the next month, just sprayed about, I'm going to do two or three messages uh, in a series about praise, but you can title it Your Praise. And this morning, I want to talk to you about the expression of your praise. Words, works, attitude, and expression. Doctrine is so important. We just spent six weeks on doctrine, but let me tell you the difference between praise and doctrine. Doctrine is something you know. Praise is something you do. It's an expression. Unoffered praise is only an opinion. And you do not worship God with your opinion. I do not worship God. I do not praise God with my opinion. Now from doctrine which you saw the emphasis. We just put six solid weeks on that. Much can flow from it, but praise, praise is only limited by the individual that decides to give it or withhold it. 
Your praise, number one, if you're taking notes, is expected. Is expected by God and even by others that won't say anything to you. They know how good God has been to you. And when Jesus healed the ten lepers, and I'm, I'm trusting I have disciples in here. I'm trusting I'm preaching to people who study the word of God, not just read it like the newspaper, but study it. Where the ten lepers called out to Jesus for mercy. And he healed them all. He said, go show yourself to the priest and you'll be made whole. Which, if you go show yourself to the priest, they'd be killed because they're unclean. But on their way, obeying the Lord, they were all healed. And one came back screaming and jumping and praising the Lord. And Jesus' first words, always pay attention to first words. Always pay attention to first words. He goes, where are the nine? Were there not ten that was cleansed? And I'm paraphrasing. You mean to tell me out of the ten, only one came back to, to give glory to the Son of Man? That lets me know that he was expecting something from inside of them, vocally, in their countenance, with their emotions, that would let God know that they knew what was done for them. The church sold out praise seemingly in the West in the 70s, 80s, and made it about how loud you could get it in a Sunday morning service. And rev it up and turn it up. And, and there's not, listen, there, I'll get to that in a moment about the, the worship in the congregation. But 99% of my life is outside of these walls. So that can't be where I'm, the, the majority of my praise is. Could it be that God is in heaven watching over your life saying, where are you? We got people walking down here, jumping and dancing and praising, and it's not that everyone has to do the same thing, but you've been quiet. All I've done for you. Where are the nine? I don't want to be in the nine. I'd rather you talk about me and say he's in the flesh and all of that, and he's a fanatic. When somebody calls you a fanatic, all that simply means is that you express your love for Jesus more than they do. With a few exceptions, that's what fanatic is. My question is this. In that context where Christ said, I just healed you of leprosy and one out of 10 praised me. Now you can't build a doctrine and say 10% of the people praise God. For, no, but it lets me know that, that if that's a, even an average, if half the people, how embarrassing will it be to be in heaven and be known as one of the nine. Praise ye the Lord. Praise his name. Attribute everything that's good in your life to him. Acknowledge him with your family, with your children, with your grandchildren. Bring everything back to how good God is. Because it's right, Psalms 107. Oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. Because it's due, First Chronicles 16, 29. Give unto the Lord the glory, do his name. You know what do is? Not diet do or mountain do, but do his name. Georgia Power knows what do is. You don't pay your cell phone bill and it, it was due. Which meant we have provided a service for you 
and we are waiting for reciprocation. God doesn't wait for reciprocation. He waits for a response. Is your reaction even similar to how good God has been to you? It's do him, by the way. Some of your praise reports says past due, past due, 90 days, nine years. Canceled. What do you mean canceled? He just, we, we lose fellowship. If heaven is filled with created beings who speak of his holiness 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and nature, the trees of the fields, clap their hands, and everything that has breath is to give praise to the Lord. How can we be satisfied with such an anemic response? I hope you don't leave feeling just guilty today. I hope there's a fire under you that said, I need to unclog this well and open my mouth and thank the Lord and bless the Lord and speak well of the Lord and speak about the Lord, public and private. Amen. I could say that a sign of spiritual death is... A quiet believer, like by that I mean one that doesn't praise. He said, everything that hath breath, praise the Lord. If I've got physical breath, I ought to be praising the Lord. And if you breathe spiritual air, you ought to be praising the Lord. It's expected, by the way. And it's monitored. They take role. That's humbling, isn't it? For Jesus to say, where are the nine? I know who's not here. I know who's not showing up to praise the Lord. I'm not talking about church attendance. You can come to church and sit like a statue. You know, come at 10 o'clock sharp, leave at 1130 dull. You know. (laughs) Moving right along. Number two, your praise should be reflexive. In gratitude. The lost virtue both in the world and in the church is gratitude. I could, I could just pull out a few people. I, I don't, I'm not going to do it because it embarrassed them. And some people go, they'll acknowledge you and that's the last time I'm coming. God bless you. Thank you for calling me out. <laughs> if God was to put on the screen all that God's done for you in just in the last year. So I'm talking about the weight of your praise. And the scale goes, chunk. Our gratitude can never match the gift, but we ought to be sweating trying. Grateful. I was at a Christmas one time and a couple of my nephews opened up about 62 presents. Y'all know we had it worse. Y'all know we didn't have no Christmas. Mom, I'm sorry. My mom was back today and I've got to do this for humor's sake. You know, you get that one toy, you know, it's a broomstick. Johnny, this right here is a sword. It's a gun. It's a baseball bat. You know, you man, I got a bunch of toys. And these kids are kicking Xboxes and PlayStation 5s. Their watch costs more than our first car. Yes! Y'all ain't lived long enough. 
And the little nephew goes, is this it? I'm like, oh, it ain't even got to be my house. <laughs> it, it don't even, and young people don't even know what that was. I'm like, oh, oh. Might I use a family uh, moment to teach this deformed, dwarfed, diseased child an awareness of how good he has it? Could that child be sitting in this church? Is this it? I pull in my driveway. I was about to say I pull in often, which is, yeah, every day. But if I'm by myself, I stop sometimes. But I do, I do this process. I go, thank you, Lord. Just thank you, Lord. When I see my little girls and my boy come down the stairs or up the stairs privately, I say, thank you, Lord. Thank you. So I was in the driveway the other day, and uh, not every day I cry in the driveway, but this was one of those days I said, Lord, you just look at this, God. All these blessings. And I felt the whisper of the Spirit. It wasn't corrective. It was informative. I said, all these blessings. He said, and not one of them deserved. John, I didn't give these to you because you were good. I gave these to you because I am good. And my mouth reflexively opened in praise. You, oh Lord, are gracious and full of loving kindness and truth. And you bless children, uh, you bless children's 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 to a thousand generations. All that I have comes from your hand. And it was just flowing. God, this is what you've loaned me. I'm a steward of it. Who am I that I would have a godly wife and my babies love you and be healthy? Who am I to have a home and a car and health and life and friends and the promises of God in my lap and the spirit of God in my chest? Who am I, oh Lord, that you would give me such wonderful things? The day of writing thank you notes is over. Text me a thank you note. What's he saying? I'm saying don't text me a thank you note. <laughs> Somebody buys your dinner and you give them an emoji. Mm, smiley. <sighs> Where do you start? Where do you start, people? Oh, you're just the old man, you know, get off my grass. No, I know what it costs to punch a smiley face. How many of you, when you get that handwritten letter, and says, someone says, I want to know that you didn't have to do what you did. And I just want to take a moment to tell you, thank you. Stop giving God emojis and open your mouth and bless the Lord. Speak well to him and of him in every company. By gratitude, by awareness, by inward desire. I want to praise him. I want to honor him. I want to reflect him, but I want him to hear me and hear my voice. I guess David, part of that is found in Psalm, one, uh, Psalm 19. Let the words of my mouth, not just talking to people, but my praise and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight, O oh God. Now, corporately, in community, oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. Everyone in my inner circle would like to hear that phrase. I don't have nobody in my inner circle that I can't say, let's magnify the Lord together. They go, yes. Can we do it right now? Yes. Song come on the radio. You just want to stop. You know, pull off the road. 
Listen, your private devotional life is primary, but it cannot replace corporate. God does things in, in private with you that he doesn't do in the corporate setting, but there's things that happen in the corporate setting that doesn't happen in privacy. The Bible speaks about the body of Christ and the joints supplying nourishment one to another. And there's something about me hearing Mike's song today when I know Mike almost died and I'm seeing someone walk, step right up to the place at the veil of death, step back and is in the congregation. Something happens there that doesn't happen when I'm listening to a song, you see? Oh, let us magnify the Lord together. Some with a yes, some with a mmm, whatever expression it is. I was so afraid of fire, fire's not, or wildfire. Wildfire's not the problem, it's no fire that's the problem. This is good. Praise should increase as maturity increases. You know what that little problem with that little boy was? He needed help with maturity. First thing you do is you lose all the toys that I gave you. Could it be that your well has dried up? Not dried up. It's clogged up with past blessings that you've been ungrateful for. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Andy, he's been so good to us. Thank you, Lord. When we get in the car and somebody says something, you know, from our business, he says, man, everything that, everything that works in this business, God has given me. Everything in the appraisals, God's done me. Everything in my move, every position. Anything works in my life, God's did it. And he is faithful and he is good and he is kind. You know who doesn't like to hear stuff like that? Carnal people. Because where does that leave room for my credit? Would you like an answer? There is no room. There is none. Number three, your praise, our praise, is to be intentional. Psalms 34, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise will continually be in my mouth. My soul will make boast in the Lord, and the humble will hear it and be glad. Intentional. Setting, setting myself to do it. Taking opportunity as I see it. Just the revelation of God's word of who God is and how great God is. We were looking at the night sky last night around our little bonfire. And uh, I was thinking a fact I read years ago. I don't know how accurate it is because I don't know how you get up in the heavens and count stars. You know, somebody say there's 62 quadrillion something but they said if every human being on the face of the earth had 150,000 stars each, it would not make up the stars in our galaxy alone. And there are millions of galaxies. So I'm looking up at the stars last night and I'm like, God, you just bad. You just, and I wasn't being irreverent. I was thinking, I don't even have vocabulary to picture that before there was anything, you stepped out on nothing and made everything out of invisible things. Oh, that men would praise the Lord, not just for what he's done for them individually, which could keep you busy your whole life, but for the goodness that he's shown towards men, that he made dogs. Cats are for the mean people, the wicked people, <laughs> strange people. You got something won't come to you. That's something's wrong. 
he can't kid again, just look at you. We got cats for the first time in my life. I, let me tell you the power of having daughters. I hate cats. We got cats everywhere. I got cat on my chest the other morning. <laughs> what? I don't like them. Any animal that you go to scratch and their rear end goes up in the air, something's wrong. That's not normal. That's not normal. That just shows you God has a sense of humor with the kids. Now, don't write me, please. Somebody, that some cat lover is going to write me. Just write to Wade at Christ Chapel making G-A-N. Let me tell you this about your praise, too. It ought to come through a humility of heart, through maturity, and the prompting of the Holy Spirit. Those of us that think we're spirit-filled, might I submit an idea to you? The Bible says when the Holy Spirit comes, he will glorify Jesus. He will not speak of himself, but he will glorify Jesus. So if you are a minimalist with praise, you perpetually quench the Holy Spirit. Because he's prompting all the time, speak up, stand up, articulate it, be clear, give illustration. Let them see it on your face. Let them see it in your emotions. Speak about me now. Tell them about me. I don't mean trying to convince the world and change the world, but let there be a flow from your heart that says God is, and I love him, and I owe him, and he's magnificent. Number four, and there's only five, by the way. You're good. Your praise is to be vocal. Now, technically, you can say, you know, we've got workers all over the building. We've got them with our children's church. We've got kids, I mean, people watching kids. And that praises the Lord. It brings attention to the Lord. But technically, it's not praise. Works, we can praise the Lord with our works. But primarily... It is vocal. Praise the Lord. Now, you can do it with expressions. The Bible says, praise the Lord with the, with the psaltery and the harp and the timbrels and the drums. But that's expression of emotion and, and our soul going out. I guess you could say if you're watching the two-year-olds, your soul going out in there. Mine does. I, I love kids, but I get that nervous thing and they, they can tell, you know, and they start crying because the man's like, What's up? Vocal, clear, bold, unashamed, specific, detailed, sincere, passionate, joyful with gladness. Serve the Lord with gladness. Praise the Lord with gladness. I wonder, I wonder, and you know, listen, I'm not one of these naive optimists. You know, I, I really have no time for someone whose optimism is born out of na- na- naivety. They ain't lived long enough. So I, I'm, not, I'm not being a, a pessimist or an optimist, but the reality is life is very hard. The Bible says, as, as sparks fly upward, so is man born unto trouble. But praise has nothing to do with my situation. Praise is not dependent upon. Now, it's affected by and makes it harder. 
Well, praise is not contingent upon my physical environment, but the environment of my heart. I will bless the Lord. There's an old song. I don't like songs that try to manipulate people. You know, like, I don't know what you came to do, but I came to praise the Lord. But th- there is a glimmer of that that I would like to submit to you. Like, if you didn't come to praise him, what did you come for? And the answer would be to receive from him. Now, does he mind us receiving from him? Absolutely not. The Old Testament calls him the full-breasted one who nourishes us and nurtures us and gives us all that we need. But I didn't just come to get. I came with my offering, an expression. I came with my song. I came with my attitude this morning. I came early to greet your people. I wanted to let them know that it's good to be in the house of the Lord. We're going to stay late to pray with the people and help the people get to their car. Lord, I want my life to, to praise you. And it will, it will have expressions, but I want to be vocal about it. Vocal. Unoffered praise is only an opinion, and God is not praised by opinion. The devil has an opinion that God is supreme, but he does not praise God. So you might have proper theology and it benefit you nor the Lord anything. I love the passages in the Bible where someone just went over the top and broke the alabaster vase. This money... What a waste. What a waste. It should have been given to the poor. Dried souls always recoil at genuine praise. If I can't match it, I can humble myself in front of it and say, blessed be the name of the Lord. If something were to happen here and let's say some lady... uh, or some man just began to scream and came and fell at the altar. There'd be a percentage of people. That's the first thing you talk about when they got to the car. Knowing nothing. Not knowing that last night that lady or that man's daughter who was in an illicit relationship, a perverted relationship, came back home at two in the morning and said, Mama, I need God. Turned her life over to God. And this one here said, you didn't give me opportunity. I was, y'all sang a couple of songs, but I didn't have time to, and it just, that is not out of order. That is what the church (laughs) should include along with teaching and preaching and prayer and giving and discipleship. Oh, that men would praise the Lord. So why don't we? Apathy. Deadness of soul. Pride. Arrogance. And ignorance. How do you, how do you step in front of the Grand Canyon and not look upward? I saw, some, this wasn't in my notes, but this, this is an example uh, one of those that affected me uh, very greatly. And Daytona Beach Shores, we, we vacationed there a good bit. And I was there by myself. I, I 
those of you that don't know, I'm, I'm an introvert. I really am. People like I am. I'd rather be by myself. I can do this. Oh, in front of a crowd, this is easy. Two people at a table. How you doing? It's, it's harder. I love being by myself. I love quiet time. And that's God's joke on me at 58 to have three babies under nine um, where there's no quiet. So I'm sitting out there and this man walks out there and he's probably in his 80s. So, how do you, you know, I, I can tell he's not seen the ocean before. How do you know? Well, the overalls were one sign, you know, full overalls with the flannel. And he, he rolled his pants legs up and he walked out into the ocean. And when the waves hit, he goes, <laughs> he'd never seen it. And I knew I was in a, a holy moment at that time, you know. And then he said, If water on an ankle can open your soul up, why isn't our lives gushing with praise? Because we forgot that it's commanded. We forgot that it's expected. We forgot that it's due him. We forgot that it's right. And we forgot that it's a choice God will not do it for you and no one else can do it for you. Brooke, if you'd come, please. And finally, your praise, y'all ready for the profound statement of the morning? You know how deep I am, right? Your praise is your praise. Yours. I do this things like this. I'm very intentional with my girls and my boy when we do family altar. I'm very intentional. Short clips. You know, their attention spans not a whole lot right before bedtime. You know, they're fading and tired. But I said, okay, close your eyes. Close your eyes. They all close their eyes. And I said, who's talking now? And I point to Kelly. And Kelly goes, well, hello. Mama! I said, keep your eyes closed. Who's talking now? Point to Kelly. She, Kelly talks. Mama, close it. Keep your eyes closed. Who's talking now? And I go, Well, how, that's Daddy. I said, How do you know? Because I know your voice. And God listens and listens for Brandy and Holly and Thurman. Wait. Does he live disappointed? I want this to be just a, a breath, just a, an epiphany for you. Like, he's not listening for harmony. He's listening for your voice. I have set my face like a flint. I am not very gifted. Most of my life is behind me. I can feel, uh, you know, as you get older, you're, you start going slower and stuff. But my spirit man's just getting started. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. And I will say of the Lord, 
He is my refuge, my rock, my strength, my source, my help, my hope. And anytime I see anyone and anything, let me tell you what the Lord has done for me. Let me tell you what the Lord can do for you. He sits high above the heavens and the earth is his footstool. And I magnify the Lord. Your praise is expected. Your praise is right. Your praise is due. Your praise is commended. Your praise is necessary for your well-being. You know the simple definition of the Dead Sea? Everything flows in and nothing flows out. Well, the Lord knows my heart. Yeah, that's the problem. Hearts don't talk. When the blessing comes in, the mouth should open. The awareness of another day. I love what my mama says. When I first wake up, I just slide out and my knees hit the floor. Thank you, Lord. Well, what's that? Ain't nothing. I woke up. What do you mean? What's, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Your praise is voluntary. Your praise is one of the clearest indicators of your spiritual condition. It's a barometer of the soul. I don't know where, when it happened or how it happened in the church that deep depth in the Lord was noted by, like Jason said, how you could use big words and theological terms. Health and depth is determined by reflexive truth. If, you, if I go to the doctor and he hits my knee, my leg ought to do that little thing. If he hits it in the right place, right? Now, if that ain't happening, something's wrong. And God's been tapping on some of your lives with blessings over and over and over. And nothing's moving. Oh, that you would start. Oh, that you would increase, magnify, lift your voice and bless the Lord. Amen. It's exclusively personal. Almost done. See, I can, oh, come let us exalt the Lord together. I can join my praise with yours, but I don't have to have you. It's personal. That's why when songs say like, when I think about what the Lord has done for me, makes me want to shout, you don't know. I've tried to tell you, you don't know what he's done for me. You weren't there when I begged him to take my life for a year you weren't there and I'm not trying to be graphic I'm, I'm trying to drive a point home when I was in my house by myself I took all my clothes off and I laid naked on a hardwood floor and I wailed like an animal with its leg caught in a trap you weren't there when he rescued me and set me back on a rock and blessed me with a faithful spouse and my babies and my health and my mind and my possessions. I, I have to. If it makes you uncomfortable, I'm sorry. Spend less time with me. I have to. He's been so, so good. So good. So good. Y'all stand with us. So good. So good. He's been so good. So next Sunday, if the Lord tarries, and since some of you don't come on time, uh, 
There'd be a few people out here and we're quieter because we don't want to stand out because there's only 30 people here. Why? You ain't praising those 30 people that are late. You're not praising because of the 30 that are here. May I ask you what's hindering us? I'm not trying to get our church to be loud. I'm trying to get our church to respond. Well, just whatever that looks like. And we got reserved people. Stop, don't judge people. Just, they're never going to be loud like you because you're loud all the time. You ain't got to be loud. You have to be real and responsive. And get to my last point. Made me forget. Okay. At the least, the smallest prompting when you leave from here starting today, Open your mouth. Just thank you, Lord. One of my favorite things Kelly does, I never asked her to do it, is anytime she hears me, if it's just me and her or with my family, I do it a lot out loud. Thank you, Lord. She'll echo me. She'll go, thank you, Lord. I go, God, thank you. Thank you. Before I can even finish the sentence, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Just start doing it, and it'll become pattern. Sit down at Outback, and they bring out the cheese fries. You go, "Mm, thank you, Lord. I got three arteries that haven't clogged yet. Thank you, Lord. Mm, mm. You think I'm kidding. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. God, get y'all, some of us, you remember how poor we were? You remember you had to lay hands on your car? Anybody ever, I laid hands on, hoopties. Yeah, you put your key in, you go, sweet Jesus, keep me near the cross. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You'd be surprised how your mind will clear up and you'll start feeling balanced. The frequency of heaven is praise. The frequency of heaven is praise and worship. You know how a washing machine gets out of balance? And when the spin cycle hits, it'll walk across the house, you know, down the hall. But if you push that washing machine up and just make the least turn and it levels out, life balances The Dead Sea heals when you open your mouth and praise the Lord. Final thought I want to leave you. It's a challenge. Your praise is replaceable. Oh no, I'm irreplaceable. There's none like me. I have my own individual thumbprint. No one, your praise is replaceable. Jesus said, if I made these be quiet, the rocks would cry. Oh, it's replaceable. But you can't have my place in line. You can't have my place in line. I will bless the Lord at all times. So before we leave, just where you stand, if you're convicted this morning, I want you just to do a 30-second. Well, John, why are you telling them how to repent? Just listen. A 30-second. I'm convicted today, Lord, and I'm going to work this out with you alone today whether outside or in my car or at the house, I want to talk to you about this. And I am turning myself. I will bless the Lord. His praise will continually be in my mouth. So would you just bow your heads? And those of you that do praise him, say, Lord, more than ever before, I'm going to turn it up. I'm going to turn it up. I'm going to be more vocal. 
I'm going to give you more credit, more glory. More credit, more glory.
so I love him so about you, but I feel like one of those old uh, car radios, you know how when you get kind of close to the station, but you pick up another one? You ever have one of those? I feel like we just dialed it right in today. Don't you feel that way? Man, I want to remind you tonight, we're going to meet up in the grill or on Facebook, and we're just going to kind of talk back through this again and kind of share with each other some thoughts on this. But Heavenly Father, thank you, God, that you would clarify our hearts today and our worship to you. But God, I just thank you that you would set our feet this week. Man, I feel like I'm ready for my week now. I feel like I'm ready to to take on what is said in front of us, that I may honor you and, and love you, and that my heart would just pour out before you this week and this day. Thank you, Lord Jesus. So kind, so loving, so good, so wonderful, so wonderful. God, thank you that you would... Lift our eyes in wonder of who you are again. God, let us go forth singing your praises today. In Jesus' name, amen. We love you, God. When I think about the Lord, how we say. 